Welcome to Poptopia. The Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Tuesday, February 16th, 2010. On today's show, Bigelow brings it to Broadway on HBO. Howard Stern makes some idle chatter, and we say goodbye to Guy Who Sang About My Sharona. Yeah, that, that one wasn't so fancy. But anyway, I'm going to start off with that, actually. Uh, Doug Figer, the uh, lead singer of The Knack. Um, of course, you remember uh, My Sharona, Good Girls Don't, all that great stuff. Um, I, I was a big fan of this band, Doug, uh, you know, certainly growing up. Um, I was a bit young around the first around the time that uh, My Sharona first came out, but I certainly got into it afterward. And Because uh, first off, did their drummer not kill? Listen to that stuff again. That was that was just some amazing, amazingly tight drawing, but he was still kind of all over the place. It was just amazing. So, real big fan of uh, of of the stuff that they did, and uh, and and I still think that guitar solo in my Shrona has got to go down as one of my favorites as well. Um, but uh, sadly, Doug Figer uh, succumbed uh, last week to. Uh, to his battle with cancer and uh, he was 57 years old um Figer had told uh, the Detroit News in a uh, January interview he said I've had 10 great lives and I expect to have some more I don't feel cheated in any way shape or form of course everyone remembers Get the Knack which was the album that featured my Sharona and that was number one in 1979 for six weeks and there actually was a uh a real Sharona, and there's an article in uh, EW where they actually talk to the uh, to the real Sharona uh, about his passing. Um, and of course, everyone remembers the um, the sort of revival in 1994's Reality Bites uh, when they had the gas station dance party. Uh, yeah, so you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what, what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you probably don't really care. Um, anyway, so that's uh, very sad news. And, um, and certainly, you know, if you haven't checked out the band, you know, there was a lot of hype surrounding them. And in fact, they were kind of like the, the considered like the heaven's gate of, uh, of music at the time, uh, because their, uh, sophomore album didn't do nearly as well. And a lot of people said, oh, you know, baby talks dirty sounds just like my Sharona. And it really doesn't, but at any rate, um, you know, really cool band, uh, worth checking out and you can probably find the stuff, uh, you know, in delete bins or stuff or, course uh, swing on over to the iTunes or 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 similar sort of music service and I'm sure you can find stuff there swinging over to the uh, US box office and um, really I guess the North America box office for the most part um, so for this past weekend uh, the President's Day or if you're uh, up north here the Family Day weekend uh, you had or I guess if you're up here if you're in Ontario specifically up here I don't know that uh, that they get it off in Vancouver or anywhere else. Uh, so, uh, number five, Avatar, or no, no, number five was Dear John. Oh, I totally spoiled number four now. Uh, but uh, yeah, number five was Dear John, pulling in another eighteen point eight million uh, to bring their total to fifty six point seven million. And from what I understand, not nearly the kind of manipulative tearjerker as most of the, you know movies based on novels by Nicholas Sparks are and uh, my wife went to see it and actually kind of enjoyed it and it's not really her kind of thing you know and but it was like she had a choice between that and when in Rome yeah so um, number four yes Avatar uh, 668 million in the domestic box office it racked in another 30 million not bad for a movie that's been out for, for a good couple of months uh, 
At number three, The Wolfman, uh, 36.5 million total. And, um, I'm I'm not sure what to what to think of this one. I do want to check it out. I'm a, I'm a fan of Benicio del Toro. I, I just worry with all the um, all the back and forth on this as far as uh, as scuttled release dates. It's usually a bad sign, and reviews have been mixed. Like, but they've been polarized. So you know, people either love it or hate it. I haven't heard a single "it was okay" review, and that tells me that there's something worth checking out. Because uh, if if there's people that think it's great and people that think it's terrible. It's, it's usually worth figuring out which of, which of the two it is. And number two, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief, uh, pulled in $38.8 million, just edging out The Wolfman for the number two spot. And at number one, and I honestly didn't see this coming, but I guess it makes sense. You know, it was also the Valentine's Day weekend. So, yes, Valentine's Day uh, came in at $66.9 million um, to, uh, to, win the, uh, the win, to win the spot, as it were. And, um, yeah, this one wasn't, wasn't really something that, uh, you know, I, I guess I kind of got burned by, uh, by, um, he's just not that into you thinking, oh, you know, the whole ensemble cast thing. Well, I really loved Love Actually, but you see the difference is it's who wrote Love Actually. See, there's, there's the difference. Um, this one was, uh, directed by Gary Marshall. So you always know you're in for a good time there. Right. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm not familiar with the writer, Catherine Fugatti. Um, anyway, uh, this one of course starred, uh, Jessica Alba, Patrick Dempsey, Eric Dane. It sounds like they had like the whole cast of Grey's Anatomy in here. Uh, Bradley Cooper, Jessica Biel, yeah, exactly. I think uh, Jennifer Garner, um, wasn't Julia Roberts in the commercial too? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, she's totally in it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> you can't forget Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's coming out this week? Uh, this week we got uh, Scorsese's Shutter Island, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Ruffalo, and El- Emily Mortimer. Um, so you've got a psychotic killer who disappears from a mental institution on Shutter Island, and a couple of U.S. Marshals get sent in to uh, to track her down. Um, kind of looks neat. I, I, I got to say, I, I'm I'm certainly interested in in checking it out. It seems uh, it seems like a strange pick for Scorsese. Um, you know, he, he tends to deal more with sort of the street crime kind of stuff. So it's going to be real interesting to see this. Um, also coming out, uh, yeah, uh, The Ghost Writer, Roman Polanski directs, uh, Ewan McGregor, Pierce Brosnan, and Olivia Williams. Um, you know, you, you got to wonder how this is going to do, um, just with all the controversy surrounding Polanski. Uh, but it is about a ghostwriter who is, um, hired to complete the memoirs of, of a former British prime minister and uncovers secrets that put his own life in, in jeopardy. So, so there you have it. So that's, uh, that's what's opening uh, this coming week. Um, yes, there, uh, Catherine Bigelow is going to, uh, just coming off the wild success of The Hurt Locker, which, very cool movie if you haven't checked it out. Uh, kind of, they, they kind of play it off like it's, uh, like it's an action flick, but when you see it, it it's not. Um, because you don't want to be all actiony in defusing bombs. You want to be very careful. As they say, no sudden movements. Um, anyway, uh, so she is going to be directing an HBO pilot called The Miraculous Year, and this is a family drama centering on a Broadway composer. And um, John Logan, uh, Oscar and Emmy nominee, um, 
the Aviator, Gladiator, and RKO 281, created the show and will also executive produce along with uh, Lydia Pilcher and uh, Bigelow and Logan apparently go way back. Now she's directed a handful of TV episodes. She did some, uh, I think there were a couple of homicide episodes, certainly Karen Sisko, which I really enjoyed, but really didn't last long. I mean, come on, Carla Gugino and uh, Robert Forster. Yeah, I was all over that. Um, but uh, so this is going to be the first pilot that she's done. And um, it's also um, John Logan's first uh, stab at series writing. And so, um, of course, she's then coming up on a feature project, uh, which is an action film set in South America with Hurt Locker writer Mike Bowl called Triple Frontier. So that's what's going on with Catherine Bigelow. Howard Stern has been talking about American Idol. That's right, because, you know, Simon's leaving. And and so there's a rumor, there's been this big rumor about whether or not he'll end up being the uh, the the next host on, on Idol. And I actually think that he's the one who started the rumor. You know, it was the idea when he was saying that, uh, that you know, well, you know, Ellen's coming on the show and she's just too nice. So... He's been talking about these rumors, and uh, show insiders have been denying them. Um, and um, in fact, uh, zaptoit.com uh, thinks that it was actually uh, America's Got Talent that approached Stern. But, you know, he's always still talking about the show and saying, uh, you know, if, if Howard Stern takes over uh, American Idol, Ellen DeGeneres might leave. And, uh, yeah, well, anyway, he's he's been talking about, you know, what he would do. I think it's just material for the show. But, uh, but there's been a lot of uh, rumors floating around about this. And, um, uh, you know, the Parents Television Council, shocking, shocking, is up in arms about it. Oh, they want to keep America, American Idol safe from Howard Stern. And, uh, you know, the, it's a smart move. He's getting pressed for it just by talking about it. So, so there you have it. Um, all right, so let's look. Uh, take a look at TV ratings. Big thing this week has been the Winter Olympics. In fact, um, uh, you know they they were NBC had been talking about how much they were going to lose. And remember, uh, Conan O'Brien had said, you know, I think that's the funniest thing ever. Um, but apparently, the ratings have been very good. Of course, I, I would assume the ad space has already been sold. Um, but uh, but yeah, they've they've had a good start. Uh, primetime coverage uh, Friday and Saturday averaged thirty million viewers, uh, which is a third better than the first two nights uh, in uh, two thousand six out of uh, out of Torino. Um, everyone wants to call it Turin, but it's Torino. You know, it's like saying, "Oh, New York, it's uh, Nouveau York." Yeah, right. Okay, um, <laughs> that was that was terrible. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so it, it has been uh, doing well, and they say over 90, 97 million people have caught at least a few minutes of the coverage on the network or one of its cable partners, which is a 13% bump over 2006 and just behind the 1994 games in Lillehammer, Norway. And you know what? NBC needs that because other than that, wow. Just wow. Apparently, they uh, are, are rumored to be coming up with a uh, remake of the Rockford Files. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just create a private eye show right you know because let's face it the thing is oh but 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 you know jim rockford was this this flawed character blah 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 yeah but but jim rockford was also james garner so you know it's it's if you're going to recreate it then then clearly clearly you're going to end up tweaking the character you're going to end up changing that character so it becomes that's right no longer that character so and and also, I think considering the demographics that they're trying to uh, to reach, um, that perhaps the nostalgia for the brand doesn't really have an effect. Because what it does is to to original Rockford fans like me, it pisses us off. 
and to uh, to you know younger fans, sort of in that eighteen to thirty four demographic, it means nothing. You see what I'm saying here? Um, and and one need only to look at NBC's last foray into uh, into seventies reprogramming. Yeah, that's right, the Bionic Woman. Re- remember that? Did really terrible. It was a disaster. Yes, short memories over at NBC, and. Um, you know, it seems that everything's either a remake of a 70s show or, or any, I don't know. I think the next step would be uh, coming up with a uh, Newhart remake that doesn't include Bob Newhart. You see where I'm, where I'm going with this? It just, it just makes no sense. Okay, so, but, but looking at the actual ratings over the last couple of weeks, um, so for the, for, you know, we don't have all the numbers in for this past week, but uh, the previous week it was uh, number five was the uh, the uh, the American Idol Wednesday show with uh, twenty one or twenty point nine mil. Um, uh, number four was uh, the Tuesday show, which was twenty four point seven million uh, viewers. Number three, Undercover Boss. Um, and I guess that's the one coming out of the Super Bowl. And I didn't watch that one. It was it came in at 38.6 million viewers. Um, I didn't actually check that one. I, I did this week watch the one uh, with um, the, the CEO of Hooters going around to the stores. And it was actually kind of interesting. Although I, I was kind of baffled that, that he was actually surprised that uh, women in the general public have a uh, an issue with what they what they do with Hooters, you know, really, really, this surprises you. This surprises you that the women are going to think that it objectifies women, really. Um, of course, number two was the Super Bowl uh, 44, 44, yeah, uh, post game seventy five point four mil, and the actual game uh, in which the Saints uh, took it over the hated Colts. Sorry, Colts fans. Um, but they beat the Bears the other year, and it bugged me. And uh, that was they came in at, at 106.5 million uh, viewers. So, so there you have it. Super Bowl still apparently works for them. Um, looking season to date, now this is interesting. Uh, so Sunday Night Football comes in at number five with averaging uh, 19.3 v- uh, million viewers. Uh, NCIS comes in at number four season to date, 20.4. American Idol Wednesday, 26.5. American Idol Tuesday, 28.4. And yeah, Undercover Boss actually jumps to the tippy top of the list for the season uh, with that 38.6 million viewers. Um, so I'm not sure how they're actually taking these averages because, you know, it's um, they've had one episode, right? Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, comments, as always, are welcome at poptopiapodcast at gmail.com. You can head on over to the forum at forum.poptopiapodcast.com and check it out and have a great week. <laughs>